Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for Reminiscent. Last Night in Soho, and our movie of the week, Spiral. Alright, JV, how was your weekend, sir? Not too bad, man. Uh, A little wet outside, and it was hot at the same time. It was not fun. Welcome to the greatest state in the union, yeah. North Carolina, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, where it could be 92 and hot at the same time. And it's like rainy. rainy, just a horrible mix of just nastiness. You know, I, I actually was going to come home today and cut the grass. Nope. nope. <laughs> All right. Got some new trailers that dropped. Uh, this Hugh Jackman vehicle. From Lisa Joy, who is the creative director, showrunner, and all that good stuff for Westworld, uh, reminiscent. What do you what do you think about this one? Actually, looks like a pretty good flick. Uh, seems like they're a coastal city. I don't know where is being flooded. Right, Water, the, water world. Kevin water, Costner. I think <laughs> <laughs> the water's taking over the the coast. Uh, we got Hugh Jackman can apparently go into people's minds and go into their memories or bring their memories back to them a little more vivid. Not 100% sure how that works. He gets mixed up with the particular woman, sees her memories, whatever, and then is out to find her. Yeah. And is just like fighting people for no reason. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, you know, if this is going to be anything like Westworld, it's going to be really high concept. Lisa Joy is married to Jonathan Nolan, whose brother is Christopher Nolan. So, you know, think anything Christopher Nolan has ever done is just high concept, Inception, Interstellar, Tenet. It's just these crazy concepts they put in movies. So, yeah, this seems no different. No different than that. That's what Mm -hmm. that family does, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
but the trailer throws a lot at us. Not really sure how he kind of gets to where he's going, but that's what the whole point of a trailer just to kind of get you yeah. hooked. It looks fun. Looks different. Uh, it has the amazing, talented Rebecca Ferguson as the woman that he's looking for mm-hmm. and trying to find. So uh, we'll definitely see what's what's going on with that. It's going to be an HBO Max drop. It looks like he's like gets into their memories. Kind of looks like to me, which seems kind of weird. He's now Professor X, is what it is. I mean, it basically, yeah, it's, it's a rebro. Yeah, it's what's re- got going on? It's a reboot of X Men. <laughs> Sorry, Disney. HBO got it now. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to take all the superheroes and just just change them just enough. Oh, yeah. And then we have uh, from Edgar Wright, Last Night in Soho. Talk to me, JV. Yeah, this one was uh, pretty weird. Oh, yeah. Very weird trailer. Uh, Seems like the concept is, and I'm I'm not sure if she is seeing another time or if she's actually like in another time in another body not quite sure how that works uh from this trailer but basically whoever she's seeing in like her dreams or or whatever's going on is trying to get killed by ghosts there's like ghosts stalking her yeah it's kind of wild man um you know there's got this one girl who kind of moves to soho which is a part of new york and then there is i don't know what she's she's like she's in maybe fashion or something right but anytime she looks in a mirror we as the audience who's watching the trailer sees anya taylor joy right so it's like you know two different women and then she kind of gets kicked back into i don't know Th- thunderball came out in like the late 60s i believe so she you know we see that in theaters with the 007 movie so there's a lot going on and you think yeah. it's like okay this is cool she's back in time she'll fall in love and then it just gets weirder and weirder as the trailer progresses mm-hmm. and it gets a little scary something different for edgar wright i mean he did do Shaun of the dead which is fabulous at world's <laughs> end hot fuzz baby driver i've seen literally all of his movies which are fantastic oh yeah this this is different for him though uh this is he usually does like comedy with Simon Pegg and the boys, but this is totally different, man. So yeah. how he, nothing funny about this one. Yeah. How he delivers <laughs> is going to be the interesting week. Like, can he do that? You know what I mean? Cause even, even baby driver, I don't know if you saw that, that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good, really good cast, really good characters. Um, but also really funny because it got that Edgar Wright spin on it. This doesn't show me any of that. So I I don't know. Same. We're about to talk about a, a, a horror movie with Chris Rock. So, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think uh, this is a movie that you would see in theaters last night in Soho? Yeah, I go check it out. All right. All right. All right. Well, let's, let's put it on, on the regal card. I mean, after this one, the sky's the limit, right? After Spiral, the sky is the limit. <laughs> we are. We were in the theater for this, so. <laughs> Spiral. Uh, came out this year, 2021. Me and Javi was actually in the theaters for Sunday afternoon movie to see this. Yeah, at our crazy. At our local uh, Starlight Cinema. What's up, Charlotte NC? This movie was directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman. Written by 
Josh Stolberg and Pete Goldfinger. Goldfinger. <laughs> this one had a budget of twenty million, and so far box office has hit thirty point five million. Come on, just climbing. Starred in this one, we had Chris Rock as Detective Ezekiel or Zeke Banks, uh, Max Minghella as Detective William Shank, Marisol Nichols as Captain Angie Garza, and Samuel L. Jackson as Marcus Banks. Uh, there's quite a large cast on this one as well. But that's kind of our our main focus, people. There, yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, definitely agree with you there, sir. All right, man. Uh, just like you do so eloquently every Monday, give us a quick synopsis of what this movie is about, sir. Basically, we have a copycat jigsaw killer. Uh, his plan is to get revenge on dirty cops for crimes committed and then covered up by the police from years ago. Like I said, we, we saw this in the theaters yet yesterday. If you're a fan of these Saw movies, you're definitely in the theater for them. If not pretty easy to watch on your 70 inch television at the crib so all right so let's go ahead and talk about these characters here and their acting and if they were fleshed out and stuff but our star our our, our main uh protagonist here chris rock as detective ezekiel zeke banks you know we know chris rock is a very funny guy Mm-hmm. I didn't feel real good about him playing a detective. Hmm. He was kind of, to, to me, and I guess it's just that Chris Rock image of this guy's supposed to be funny. And when he was trying to play a detective, I didn't feel like it was that great for him. Like, yeah. Not saying the character wasn't good of, of Ezekiel, but Chris Rock just doesn't give me a detective vibe. Like, he, <laughs> There's certain actors that play detectives all the time, and it's because when you see them, that's what you feel. Yeah. He didn't do a terrible job in the role by any means. The role was still good, but it was just hard to it was hard to see him, man, as a detective. It just didn't feel right. So <laughs> I actually really liked Chris Rock in this role. What he does is something like you said something totally different than he, he's ever done yeah. before he's never been in a horror movie um, right. he's never played like a hard-boiled cop now those are the two things that he's never done mm-hmm. but everything else you know the little bit of action that was in this movie we'll talk about that here in a little bit uh he's not really done that much either but as far as the dramatic points in this movie he's done that as far as I mean, he basically had a whole sta- uh, stand-up monologue the first, like, 10 minutes of the movie, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. about Forrest oh, Gump, yeah. right? So <laughs> yeah, that was him. good. That That's him on stage but, r- right there. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was comedy, and he, he landed that story, and that was good. Like I said, just feel like maybe he was trying to go so hard in this role, it kind of was... To me, a little off-putting for his character or for him, and trying to see him as as a hard, you know, yeah. hard-ass detective, it was really hard for me to do that. And and it's it's a tough turn, yeah. And some actors have that easy ability to go in and out of roles. We'll just take Chris Hemsworth for example. Chris Hemsworth, you can put him in an action movie, yeah, like that one that's on. Netflix, it definitely escapes me, but it's literally like three hours of him just shooting people. Extraction. Extraction. And it's a fabulous yeah. and he plays that well. But also, you know, 
he was in the road trip movie crap it just released vacation the updated movie uh vacation and his role mm-hmm. in that was just hilarious or he was in the <laughs> ghostbusters remake and his role yeah. in that was fantastic he can do comedy action and you can't you know he just does it and slips in and out yeah. very easily chris rock this is his first time really trying to do this so it's tough to even see yeah but I feel like he definitely gave it his all. I think without him, oh, if, if, yeah, if, if it was if it was anybody else in this role, this movie wouldn't be as good as it was. Uh, he punches up the he punches up the uh, script a, a little bit with mm. his ad libs and stuff like that, and his funny parts, and just kind of the drama that he kind of brings, yeah. and he makes it better just him. And once again. That's why there's two hosts to this pod. We're not always (laughs) going to agree, right? (laughs) What I saw wasn't like bad acting by any means. I think it was more of a, he's trying to push himself to be good in this role. Yeah. And I feel like he was pushing hard. Yeah. The, The way he was trying to be so tough and just mad. I feel like he was pushing that a little too much at times. And that's kind of why I'm saying you know, you got some actors that can play a detective and know that personality and walk that line. And he may just not be right there yet. Yeah. That's, that's where I felt. Yeah. Not saying he did a bad job. I mean, it was, he was still a great character. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent there. And I did like that. He basically told everybody in the bullpen to go F themselves. Like, yeah. That was, yeah, that his, was great. That was his mantra <laughs> every day in there. Right. Like, <laughs> I hate you all. I don't trust any yeah. of you. You all can go F yourself. Like that was yeah. just, that was, that was money every time and delivered th- <laughs> those lines on point. Yeah. And his story got laid out very well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like super fleshed out. You understood what kind of cop he was and what he was about. Yeah. Um. And obviously the tried and true thing, you know, he just went through a divorce. Can't see his kid. Mm-hmm. That's that's the easy layup cop lines. You know what I mean? That, that always happens. You put the job, you put the badge before your family that that's in there. That's weak writing. Yeah. You know, I think the way that he delivers that information anyway <laughs> is still just spot on and good. So he lets you know how he feels the whole movie <laughs> Oh yeah, Jeff, <laughs> about everything. <laughs> how he feels about marriage, how he feels about being a cop. <laughs> How he feels about all the other cops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he definitely yeah. uh, d- delivers here. So, and then we have the 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 young rook Max Minghella. Not not sure if he's a rookie or not, but he's definitely young. This is a tried and true formula that goes one of two ways, right? He is new to this precinct, new to this bullpen. He's getting matched up with the guy who can't deal or doesn't want a partner. You know, it's just these old and true like Mm -hmm. writing techniques that we've just seen over and over again for decades. It's kind of like a, you know, the basic older cop story. Yeah. You know, you got a grumpy cop and you got a fresh cop. It's almost a buddy, a buddy comedy, but not funny. Yeah. (laughs) They're supposed to play well off each other and they don't. Right. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Well, you know, this, this can go one of two ways when you bring in this, this character, Detective William Shank, he's either, you know, has a mysterious motives or he's a greedy, you know, that gets hurt and killed in the movie. You know what I mean? But yeah. the, that's that's that lazy writing that I'm talking about there. Yeah. You know, the cool thing about this, you don't know really how it's going to go. 
and there's some twists and turns even with his uh storyline which is interesting yeah. to watch but yeah he didn't kill the role like chris rock did in this for me but he was still not refreshing to watch but it was just an interesting take on that that new young partner role yeah yeah he definitely didn't have the uh the normal bright eyes you get from like a rookie or a new guy coming in like that yeah yeah. What about the man, the myth, the living legend, <laughs> Samuel L. Mother Flipping Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> he just knows how to play a role. Yeah. He knows how to just be there, how to drop his lines, when to drop his lines, how to say his lines, and it just works. I mean, he didn't do a whole lot in this movie. Agreed. As far as dialogue, I mean, he did he did some talking back and forth, but he's kind of in there. Then he falls out for a while. Then you know he comes back in later on in the movie. He just fills in the spot, and he's just there, and it works every all the time. Yeah, man. You know, there's there's certain actors, and they have this gravitas about them where they can almost play any role, any role on the planet, yeah. and do it quite well. Samuel L. Jackson is one of those actors where he is so talented and such a method actor without trying. He he knows where the dial is in each spot for Samuel L. Jackson when he's on a when he's in a movie. Yeah, exactly. You know, that scale from one to ten of how much Samuel L. Jackson is gonna be in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> is what I feel like uh so, how he chooses his role. Snakes on a plane. Uh, one to ten. I need a fifteen for that. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> right. right. This, this movie, he was probably at like a three, three and a half, four. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my scale for that. That's the new scale for Samuel Jackson going forward. How much Samuel Jackson was in this movie? <laughs> but it, but it, once again, like with him, it's just fun to watch him on screen in any movie. And this way, he definitely delivered. And every time he was on scene, but playing Zeke's. No nonsense, retired father, you know, head of the yeah. retired head of the force. You kind of get a sense that he's kind of an asshole dad who's not really there for his son, but loves him nonetheless. Yeah, and I think it's that cop career, right? Yeah. Yep. Same same deal, you know, working for the job. You're not always there for the kid. You're always working, that kind of thing. Same situation as Zeke, basically. True. The only thing I didn't like was the end scene with Samuel Jackson. He doesn't play well. I, I don't think he played well in that scene. It was it was definitely tough to watch. Yeah. You know, Samuel being one of my favorite actors, you know, for the past, what, 20 years, 20, 30 years yeah. now. You know, seeing there, it's like, oh, man, one of your heroes. You know what I mean? It's like seeing... Yeah, Will Smith at the end of seven, the same exact thing, man. That's just di- disheartening. It, it it definitely hurts, but yeah, that's got to be tough to be in that kind of a situation on a movie set and trying to portray something like that that you've never been through, right? Yeah, because I'm trying to think. I, mean, I don't think he has. I mean, a guy, you know, if you're an actor, you can portray the emotions, you can do all this kind of stuff because it's probably stuff you've been through in your life, but. You know, in that situation that he ends up in, and that's got to be tough to, oh, yeah. to just try to pull that off. And I think that's what what I saw with them was like, you know, he's trying to to play that situation and just wasn't 
terrible by any means. It just was weird. You yeah, know? yeah, just different. It's just kind of weird to see him see him try to play that off uh, when you're used to just seeing him be himself. And that's one of the things I was thinking about with these movies. You know, the previous Saw movies have all been kind of not necessarily B list actors, but it's not really people you see, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. A lot of the cast you see, and you're like, okay, this dude is whoever he is. He's in this movie. He's He's the detective. He's a victim. But this one, we see these big stars yeah. that are going through this stuff. And it's it's just different. For me, it's harder to see see and believe it when I know these guys and they're not just some people I've never heard of before. Yeah. So the first Saw, Saw movie had like, you know, the dude from Men and Tides, Carrie Els, 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 I can't pronounce his name. But, you know, he was the only one that, you know, you, I didn't really know the other guy. You had uh, Donnie Wahlberg in the sequel. But outside yeah. of that, they use BC actors and actresses. Yeah. You know, they might get like somebody who was once popular who now not in these movies. But that's kind of the Saw franchise and how they do. Chris Rock and Samuel yeah. L. Jackson going through this. Those are some heavy hitters, man. The, yeah. these, these guys have been around and they make money and they're very popular to this day. So just seeing that is very different and refreshing for this franchise, even though this is a, like a spinoff, but still in the same universe as saw, you know? So it was so Mm -hmm. refreshing to see these type of characters, these actors, excuse me, in this role. So moving forward, we also have captain Angie Garza played by Marissa Nichols, women captain, bro. Yep. She's got to be a hard ass. Day one. Oh, yeah. Right off the bat. <laughs> right? And she will she will cuss and, <laughs> you know, get loud in the she, bullpen with the best of them, man. When she goes into the, the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zip up and get out. <laughs> he, my man just zips up and walks out. Uh, yeah. Chris Rockshirt is like, you're not even going to wash your hands? Like... <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that's those. Uh, that's the bit of comedy that's in it is just just the uh, quick kind of one liner funny bits. Yeah, uh, yeah. As far as the captain, she did a good job of being a hard ass and still caring for everybody on the police force. I literally wrote that exact line. Yep, <laughs> fantastic. Oh yeah. <laughs> so far, that's the one we read on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she uh, she plays a big role dating back to when Samuel L. Jackson Marcus Banks was in charge. She took over for him, right? She's intertwined with this whole storyline as well. Mm-hmm. What I liked about her was, like you said, she is this hard ass. She's a badass, but there's this, like you said, there's this soft side about her. But you wouldn't want to cross her. You know what I mean? Like I. I you would want to work for this woman and she, you kind of see that she has the gravitas that she controls the bullpen. Oh yeah. And that is just once again, fun to watch in this type of movie. Right. And they brought in Samuel L that they brought in, um, Chris rock for this. And then the star power just drops. Right. I think Max Minghella, he's, an okay actor and somewhat known. Yeah, I was about to say he's somewhat known. He's not necessarily a an A list actor, but he's been doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. So you know, with that being said, it drops off. But I think the cast of characters, 
outside of those two and then three, you do a pretty pretty solid job. There's like O'Brien, um, you know, there's your normal cops in a bullpen. Yeah. And they're a bunch of assholes. Um, yeah. Some are good cops. <laughs> you can tell some are bad cops. Um, yeah. But, you know, a lot of them just want to get the job done and kind of catch this. Not kind of. They do want to catch this cop killer. And none of them like Zeke. Oh, everybody hates Zeke. Right. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which, which is the, it's another, we have another one of these movies where it's not funny, but because Chris Rock is there, they're just funny parts. Right. Right. Him literally telling everybody to go F themselves in the bullpen. Fabulous. <laughs> right. Him, him turning and yelling at everybody is fabulous. Him talking about what Pilates actually means to a cop's <laughs> wife hilarious man right and these are the moments that were just great in the movie that i thoroughly enjoyed so right i think the comedy when it needed to be there because chris rock was aboard was Mm -hmm. there oh yeah so hob you know we talked about mcguffins during our be cool pod and then i went back and about all the famous MacGuffins in movie history. There's actually been a bunch throughout the history of cinema. So we have R2-D2, you know, that droid who has that important message that they have to get to the Rebels. And then there's that arc from Raiders of the Lost Ark that the Nazis are after. And then there's that damn videotape and Enemy of the State that none of our listeners want to listen to, right? Yeah. Literally one of my favorite pods that we've done. I love the movie and nobody wanted to listen to it. Guys, is that my blender? <laughs> Go listen to it, okay? It's fantastic. So we have Back to the Future, which is fantastic flick, right? Yes, sir. There's a hot button topic for a bunch of moviegoers and movie buffs, but what is the MacGuffin of that movie? Is it that DeLorean time machine? Or was it that picture that he had with his family fading away? Now, before you answer, Javi, about what your take is, there's absolutely no wrong answers here. People see it from both sides. Right. And I see it as the picture. Okay. The DeLorean to me is more of a character in the movie, but the family fading in the picture is what keeps him doing what he's trying to do to get it all right. Yeah. Agreed, man. And we want to know what our listeners' favorite MacGuffins are and why. Yeah, so connect with us through our socials. It helps us grow our pods so we continue to provide great content. You all know our social pages by now. Movie in a Pod on Facebook and at Movie in a Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to like, share, and comment on all our content. Talk to you all soon. a saw movie this is from the book of saw excuse me this is not really an action flick cop detective it tried but it kind of fell back into that torture you know horror genre and i actually wrote down my name for all of the traps okay yeah it's disgusting by the way (laughs) um I don't know who the hell's idea was it to see this movie, but uh, so, so so you said you you have a name for each trap. Every trap in here. All right. So what was the first one? That was the 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 tongue one. The tongue right. trap. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I called it. Horrible with names, bro. Very very on the nose. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. 
hurt on the tongue. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is the electric finger trap. <laughs> right? Accurate. Accurate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, hot wax spinal tap trap. Is the next one. I like that one. Yes, that right, good. right. This one's super boring. Uh, it's the original Saw Trap. Remember that one? Oh, yeah, where you just mm-hmm. handcuffed to the ship, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And then we have the glass bottle trap. Right. And this one, you'll probably get it, understand. It's the bloodline trap. That was good. I know, right? I like that. That was the best one. <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> right? The draw in these movies, right, are people who like to see this shit happen to people. Right. I'm not really one of these people, one of those one of those people. You know what I mean? I don't really like torture, horror-type yeah. genre movie. I knew this was going to happen. What drew me into this movie was seeing Chris Rock in this yeah. role. Um these horror movies or uh, gore movies, there's yeah. different levels. This is uh, more of a you know quote unquote mainstream horror gore movie. Yeah. Then you got a lot of other movies that go way beyond this mess. Oh yeah, it was still ridiculously it was gross. Yeah, it was, it, was like, like it was really gross. Every. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so the movie itself, man, talk to me like the plot and and everything it's basically like a cop procedural is what it's trying to be and it follows the same kind of formula as the other ones it's tweaked a little bit because it's not like on the path of the jigsaw killer himself yeah right it's just it's a it's a copycat but it has nothing to do with with him from the other movies at all other than him copying some traps. But the plot, you know, was what it was. It's always about revenge, right? Yeah. It's always about trying to prove a point at the end of it. I mean, the plot makes sense, I guess, is what I'm saying. But it's, yeah. it's the same kind of formula as the other ones. Yeah, it is the same formula. I feel like they were trying to do something new and refreshing and kind of reverted yeah. back to what made saw so popular to begin with right they want to take you on this cop on this roller coaster through the city and you know the dead of heat july and kind of go through these murders and everything yeah in a normal like cop detective movie type thing you know the cop is finding clues right the cop is going from clue to clue and like getting closer and closer to who the killer is. This movie is not like that at all. This movie's more a killing happened, you know, a, a trap happened yeah. and somebody died and there's a call and there's banks on the scene and it happens again and then it happens again and then it happens yeah. again. But there's no like breadcrumbs going, hmm, let me get closer and closer and closer to this, which is what I was looking for in this movie. And right. I did not get that. So it's almost lazy writing, right? I use that term a lot where it's lazy writing where, okay, you have a detective, let him detect some shit. 
Yeah. He gets he gets dropped. All the clues that he gets, he gets dropped off in his hands. That's, like, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. He didn't detect anything. Like you said, there were no breadcrumbs like to follow to the next situation. It was here you go. And then he figured then he it just takes him to right where he needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like he's uh these boxes that get dropped off is him trying to save the next person. It's the person's already dead, right? Like <laughs> yeah, it's a piece of their body. <laughs> exactly. So you expect you go into this movie, you're like, all right, cool, detective, he's gonna track down the killer and they're gonna be have a showdown. Cool, 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 cool. This movie, the killer was like three steps ahead the entire movie. Yeah. The entire movie. And I guess that's regular Saw fashion. They're just really, you know, smart. Next time we, we watch a movie like this, I think we need to watch it like right at the beginning. And about 10 minutes in, we write down what we think is going to happen and see what the, see if we can figure out what the end of the movie is within 10 minutes. I did that in my head. I did too. Right. Okay. Okay. We're we're okay. Without without spoiling, because we haven't talked about this. Were yeah. you right? Yes. Same. Yes. <laughs> Literally. I was I was thrown off a little bit. Dude, I was like, okay, different. I was thrown off a little bit. Maybe not. But at the end it, it did turn out the way I thought it was gonna turn out. You're like this mother <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> No, I just right. know, I actually know how the hell you did it, bro. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think you know, talking about the writing again, I don't feel like it escalated the situation very well. Yeah, literally every every trap, the person was led into that trap exactly the same way. Yep, that was kind of a it was just a a circle of victim to trap to next victim to trap exactly the same way every time you would think that the story would escalate a little bit as in you know oh man we got two or three victims we gotta everybody needs to stay back to back when you stay shoulder to shoulder we need to do all this stuff but it's like five victims in and then they decide to do that <laughs> <laughs> let's work in pairs guys no yeah let, no let's yeah everybody stays stays with your partner or we're four deep now, two cars. I mean, anytime we went on a field no. trip, right, it was like the buddy system. Yeah. Right? Don't you stay with your buddy. <laughs> if you're at the aquarium, don't get lost. Yeah, that, that kind of irked me about it. It was just, uh, like I said, it was like, I know it's a movie. I know it's a script, but it's like, think about it a little bit. If it was me, I would never go anywhere by myself, especially if I'm a cop, period. Oh, hell yeah. Never. You know? Pass. <laughs> you know you know those cops you know those cops are like first on the scene and they hear like yeah. gunshots or whatever and they're like all right nobody else is here swats yeah swats 10 seconds out i gotta go in i gotta go in bro <laughs> me i'm like all right 10 seconds bet let's do this thing oh swats, thing. swats, I mean, swats you... 20 minutes out i can wait i'm gonna go <laughs> i'm gonna go over here and get a coffee like yeah. <laughs> why would you go in there yourself bro <laughs> I think, yeah, that, that was the biggest thing for me on the story part of it. From the beginning to end, as far as the plot, I mean, it played out the way the other movies play out. Yeah. Right. I saw that. You know, let's talk about favorite scenes, which is one of my favorite segments of our pod. Right. Uh, what was your favorite scene in this movie, if you can recall one? I don't know if I'd call it my favorite scene. Okay. But I can tell you the most impressive and messed up scene Talk to that me. I saw in the movie. 
<laughs> the electric finger trap. Boogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> I think for me, that was the most gored of the, of all the ones that were in there. Yeah, that was, that was gross. You know, I mean, the, the tongue one was gross as well, but this one really like got in there and showed you what was happening. Oh, and just like wide lens, super zoom. Yeah. The entire time. Yeah, all, all of it. Everything well, that they could think. Of. Like we're watching a documentary on this, and I'm like... Mm. That, that for me, that was the grossest, and I, I would say that was my favorite scene. Gotcha. Even gotcha. though it was, it was just nasty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hated all of the trap scenes. Every single one. There's not a single one I liked. Sorry. Well, that's why I said it's hard to say uh, it was a favorite scene. It was more of a impress impressed by it i was just i was just grossed by every single one just grossed out (laughs) no man the only thing the only the only uh you know saving grace for this movie is chris rock and I, i like when he gets shank and they're assigned to work together and they're walking on the parked car they're walking through the subway to the first murder, mm-hmm. Banks is explaining the difficulty of having a family and being a cop, which is yeah. once again tried and true and has been done in every single movie um, right. about, about cops. But Chris Rock delivers it in a way that only Chris Rock can. Right? It's, <laughs> he he almost he's doing the walk and talk, and they're going yeah. to the scene, and he's talking about how his wife is. Uh, probably cheating on him, right? How you know women cheat during the day, right? <laughs> and how <laughs> yeah. how she's probably she says she's at Pilates, but you know Pilates is code for something else, right? Like yeah, and just the way that he delivers that is like funny, and it kind of brings you into the character a little bit more. And Chris Rock, man, he's just one of my favorite comics of all time, and just to see him do more movies is something I want to see. This scene was it was it for me for this movie yeah another good one was the we brought it up earlier the uh very beginning where he's just talking about forrest gump and jenny (laughs) (laughs) i think that was by far the funniest part of the movie yeah yeah that was (laughs) (laughs) and then he's he's like you know undercover at that point in time and then gets caught he's like shit All right, JV, uh, Spiral. How many buckets of popcorn do you give this? I'm going to give this one a three out of five. Nice. Kind of the middle of the road for me. We talked about, you know, as far as characters and the story, you know, these movies are meant to be gross, right? Yes. I don't think there's there's no getting around that fact, that they're, they're meant to be gross. Uh, they're meant to make you think, which this one made you think as well. But as far as kind of the the story of it, like we were saying, you know, if you took out all the, the gore, if it was just like, okay, this guy, this is the victim, now he's dead. This is the victim, now he's dead. If you didn't have the traps in there, this whole thing, you know, other than those few scenes that Chris Rock laid out some stories on that we laughed at, it would it wouldn't be... It wouldn't be nothing of a movie, right? Gotcha. Yeah, it doesn't really elevate the the genre much, right? In that regard, good deal. How about you, man. I was torn, man, between two buckets of popcorn and three buckets of popcorn. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm going to say it's two buckets of popcorn for me. Mm -hmm. And those two buckets is because Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Literally, like like I've been saying this entire pot, he is the saving grace of this movie. You know, he's front and center. He's on the movie poster. This is his movie and his struggle that he's going through while trying to catch this killer. I thought it was going to elevate the genre to be more in line with a cop procedural. But they basically rehashed and took a little bit of all the other Saw movies and kind of chopped yeah. it up into this movie, right? Um, it it worked. It was definitely a watchable movie. Once again, the traps were disgusting, which I never want to see ever again in my life. But I think that depends on if you're into that movie or not. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's a big thing I was taking into account too. You know, I don't, I don't watch the Saw movies regularly. We saw this one time in the theater, no pause, no rewind. Yeah. So it kind of took that into account with mine a little bit that, you know, sometimes we got to watch a movie one or once or twice to, to see the. All the good and all the bad. I'm good. <laughs> this, this was one, this is it. and I'm done. I'm out. This is it. But you know what? On, on I'm that... not saying I'm going to watch it again. I'm just, <laughs> just, just explaining myself. But you know, in that, in that same notion, though, I want to see, and spoiler ahead, the killer lives. The killer s- survives and makes his way. I want to see Zeke's character go after the killer in, in sequels. That would be yeah. fun to watch and try to knowing who the killer is now and everything, just trying to stop the killer and seeing this more of this spiral universe unravel. I think that would be really cool. So I would be in the theater for that if they punch up the writing and make it more of a, yeah. a cat and mouse game. Well, it just needs to also needs to escalate. Yes. And it, it, it needs to escalate. It needs to morph to the situation you know you want to you want to put off that you know all these people are being killed but nobody's senses are heightened through this whole movie agreed it's just like okay that guy's dead you brush off her shoulder we're gonna go on with a normal day this person's day we're gonna brush it off move it on move on yep that's how it dropped sir yep yes sir thank you for subscribing to this week's episode talking through spiral Next week, we will be talking about What Women Want. And that's streaming on Netflix. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter as I am Clyde D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos, and you can find me on Twitter at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.